Freedom-loving patriots, fellow MAGA extremist Republican cult members, all those not caught in the matrix, those looking for a way out of the matrix, all of you assign labels that end in phobe, ist, or ism, and yes, those clinging to their guns and Bibles. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla, and you are listening to Freedom Speak like for you to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can click on the radio replay link and listen to playbacks of any of our previous shows. And also check out the resource page. You can get the podcast of this show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Want to send us your questions and comments? We love questions and comments. Email us at Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. And now you can also watch us live on Friday mornings, 9 a.m. to noon, through our Rumble channel, Twitter, Facebook. To get there, all you got to do is go to freedomspeaknm.com and click on the Rumble link. So it's been a busy week as usual. Lots of things going on. How you doing, Stella? I'm great. Uh, I just wanted to say welcome, everybody, and I say especially hi to Mike, Mark, and Becca's mom, because they're always listening to us. Yes, she is watching today. Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I uh, I saw a, uh, a post going around on social media the other day. It was uh, about a term called the Titler Cycle. So I looked into that a little bit. And the following quote is supposedly attributed to a Scottish history professor, Alexander Tyler, in 1787. Now, it's said that it portrays an accurate reflection of what has occurred during our 200-plus years of existence as a democracy, which, by the way, like I've said before, we're not a democracy. People stop saying that. We're not a democracy. We are a representative republic. I've pointed out what democracies are. It's mob rule, and it may be mob rule that you may not like very much. In a representative republic, everybody gets a say. There also seems to be conflicting information out there as to whether Alexander Tyler or Titler, depending on what you read, uh, even exists. Or if he's just totally fictional. It doesn't really matter. For the purpose of what I'm going to talk about right now, it doesn't matter if he's real or not. Heck, heck, even Sun Tzu's The Art of War, nobody even knows if Sun Tzu was really a real person. It doesn't matter. The Art of War is a very, very good read, and it's very good information. So that's what matters to me. I like this quote from what I read about the Titler cycle. I find it relevant in our world we live in today. It goes like this. A democracy is always temporary in nature. It simply cannot exist as a permanent form of government. A democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. Wow, does that sound familiar? From that moment on, The majority always votes for the candidates who promise the most benefits from the public treasury, with the result that every democracy will finally collapse due to loose fiscal policy, which is always followed by a dictatorship. That's absolutely true. 
The average age of the world's greatest civilizations from the beginning of history has been about 200 years. During those 200 years, these nations always progressed through the following sequence. From bondage to spiritual faith, from spiritual faith to great courage, from courage to liberty, from liberty to abundance, from abundance to complacency, from complacency to apathy, from apathy to dependence, from dependence back into bondage. Now... What a vicious circle. <laughs> no, tell me about it. I don't really see how the 200-year thing is accurate because I did a little research, as usual, and there have been a lot of empires in history that have lasted longer than that. But that doesn't say that maybe this cycle didn't like it. It's like I've said a, numer- a bunch of numerous times, uh, almost everything is cyclical, by the way, including climate. But that's okay. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole right now. Maybe later. The Roman Empire lasted from 27 B.C. to 1453. That's one of the ones that we hear about the most. And, of course, they collapsed for the reasons I'm going to mention. Ancient Egypt, 3150 B.C. to 30 B.C. That's a long time. Yeah. The Greek Empire, 800 B.C. to 600 A.D. The British Empire, which is still around, they... Started in 1583 A.D. They haven't been around a long time compared to these other ones. The United States, 1776 until now. The Chinese Empire, 221 B.C. to 1912 A.D. Now that's the previous system that existed before the current Chinese government. The Islamic Golden Age, from 750 A.D. to 1257 A.D., the Mongol Empire. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Twelve. Why is this your favorite? I'm, I'm getting to that. <laughs> okay. 1206 A.D. to 1368 A.D. Here's an interesting thing. Okay. That's where Genghis Khan existed. Remember, Genghis Khan, I love Genghis Khan. He was a complete and brutal conqueror, but he's an interesting character in history. And here's an interesting fact that I did not know until I did this research. Did you know that one in 200 people in this world are descendants of Genghis Khan? Whoa. I hope I am. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Persian Empire, 550 B.C. to 651 A.D., and the Mayan Empire, from 2000 B.C. to 1540 A.D. And by the way, did you know the Mayan Empire invented the wheel in the Americas? That's where the wheel came from, the Mayan Empire. That's what I read. Yeah. So history shows that empires typically end when they are invaded and taken over by somebody else. All of these other places, the ones that have already come and gone, that was the case. So they were taken over by somebody else, not, take- not by their own tyranny in their, you know, part of their people? Well, I mean, their tyranny led to the, led to the cycle, which I pointed out, mm-hmm. okay? But, but keep listening here. Okay. History shows that empires typically end when they are invaded and taken over by somebody else. So, here's an interesting question I have. Where are all the reparations for those for those conquered empires, for I, crying out loud? I'm a descendant of them. <laughs> I need a reparation. <laughs> so, great empires are not built without faith and courage and a lot of hard work. Great abundance. Oh, oh, oh no, hold on. I missed that part. Through faith, courage, and hard work, great abundance is achieved. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Great abundance gets passed down to the descendants of those that did the hard work to build the great empire. And after all, and we hear this all the time from parents, most parents want to ensure that their children have it better than they did. Unfortunately, that has a bad side effect. The descendants that enjoy the spoils of all the prosperity and didn't do any of the hard work become complacent, apathetic, and dependent on the great system built by their ancestors. What does that sound like today? 
Yeah. 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 And, yeah. I mean, I, I even say when your kid grows up and you hand him a car and you hand him everything, they don't appreciate everything. They, they'll wreck the car. They won't have any consideration. Uh, no kidding. But if you have to pay for it yourself, it's a different story. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the descendants that enjoy the spoils of all the prosperity and didn't do any of the hard work become complacent, apathetic, and dependent on the great system built by their ancestors, and spoiled is probably the key word here, right? They ultimately become a slave to the system. While the latest generation becomes less involved in doing the things that contribute to building and maintaining a great empire— the barbarians that want what you have begin to invade. <laughs> We're seeing that in the United States right now. Open the borders. Open them borders. Mm. Let them barbarians in. <laughs> I believe the invasion of America is being fueled by politicians that believe that they can immigrate enough voters to keep them in power forever. Did you know that there are a lot of illegal immigrants being trafficked into our country by American citizens being paid by the cartel. I watched an interesting program the other day on Epic TV, and they're dealing with this problem like you wouldn't believe it in Texas along the border, in which American citizens are somehow being solicited online by these cartels or whoever else, I wouldn't even be surprised if it was corrupt politicians in our own country, paying them literally like 3000 bucks a head to sneak these illegals into the country. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard about okay. it. Okay. Sir, and I've seen it, but I'm, I'm thinking what traitors they are to their country. They are. They're traitors. Traitors. traitors that's yeah. what I call them. Mm-hmm. So Texas is being overwhelmed by this sort of activity. Corrupt politicians also stay in power by buying votes through government entitlement programs designed to make people a slave to the government. Face it, if you make somebody a slave to the government and you get them used to living off of real pittance or in Nancy Pelosi's words, off of, what did she say, Uh, scraps? You get these people used to living off this really minimal existence, and they get used to that. Well, hey, it's a sucky minimal existence, but at least I don't have to work for it, right? Jeez. And you can keep them in that situation forever. And they're going to keep voting for these people that put you into this miserable existence. Thank you so much for my miserable existence. I want to keep you in power as long as possible so I can live like this forever. Pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Politicians are going to continue unconstitutionally giving away our taxpayer money in an effort to stay in power forever or at least until they finally drop dead. Since some of these people are now approaching their 80s and even 90s, I would guess that that may not be very long. They're not concerned with how the destruction of our language and culture is going to cause the downfall downfall of our empire, which, face it, the United States is an empire. Only if they can stay in power for another day. It's also become obvious here lately that the party in power can use the full power and resources of the federal government to destroy their political enemies. Does anybody with a brain actually believe that Donald Trump is suddenly guilty of over 80 crimes? Before he was running for president, we never heard anything of this stuff. Have you ever heard of any way, anyone, anyone? Stella, have you ever heard of anyone in your entire life that ever got charged with 80 crimes? Not ever, especially like, well, he's running for president, so he's asking for it, you know. Yeah, but right. uh, Yeah. But no, and then all these crimes were like way back, you know, like before he was even president or whatever. But they weren't concerned about those crimes no, then, No, no, they, they loved him then. Oh, they loved him oh, then. Yeah. Yes. He was the bomb. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lastly, oh, I, I wanted to mention one other thing here. You know all the earmarks we're hearing about all the time? Earmarks, okay? What they do is they put a bill out there. They say the bill is for one thing, okay? And they put that out there, and that's all anybody pays attention to because most people have their heads in the sand or they're watching MSDNC or or CNN or one of these other leftist, far-left state-run news networks, and... All they hear about is the title of the bill and what the bill's for. Oh, well, that sounds really good. They do not know anything about 
the thousands of earmarks, namely uh, little – each politician gets in there, and, and they, they pay off their buddies for getting them voted into office, and, and that's what these earmarks are all about. Have you ever seriously seen the bills and how many thousands of pages it is? It's easy to sneak them in because who's going to sit there and read all of that when, like you said, the title said the bill is for this. So, you, yeah, people say, okay, well, that sounds good. But if you keep going through the thousands of pages, they slip in whatever they need. Nobody does read them. No, who does? Who could? Yeah. Who could read them? Lastly. After World War II, we used to think of the United States as a country that would stand with our allies to fight against global tyranny. After all, if the United States had not entered the war to help Europe defeat the Nazis in Germany, the world would likely have been conquered by the racist Nazi empire. And we'd all be speaking German right now. <laughs> they were well on their way to winning. Now we hear talk about how the United States is spreading democracy around the world. Isn't that a lot like this term I've heard called nation-building or even a form of global domination? All this spreading of democracy is being facilitated militarily by NATO. And the, for those that don't know what NATO, the acronym stands for, stands for North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Is NATO, and I'm going to make some people mad when I say this, but I've said this before and I still stand by this. Is NATO simply another name for the army of the New World Order? In case you didn't know, as of 2021, the United States is funding, listen to this, 69% of NATO's budget out of the 29 countries that are involved in NATO. The dollar amount. For that happens to be, and this is as of 2021, that was two years ago, 1.2 trillion, and that is with a T, I did not say billion, I said trillion, trillion dollars of your taxpayer money. Remember how Donald Trump wanted to, to defund NATO? Ever wonder why? Are we draining our own resources and destroying our own country by trying to spread democracy throughout the world? In some cases, to countries which have a different idea of democracy than we do? With all of this, is our country about to move from the dependency stage I mentioned earlier in the Titler cycle into the bondage stage after the United States has been completely overrun by invaders? In a quote from one of the articles I read to do this monologue written by a guy by the name of Gary North, he stated, It is true that democracy undermines freedom when voters believe they can live off of others' producti productivity. When they modify the commandment, thou shalt not steal, except by majority vote. The politics of plunder is no doubt destructive of both morality and the division of labor, but there is no law of historical decline that says that people cannot change their minds. Well, I hope they do, but it doesn't look like they're going to at this point. Changing minds is what education is all about. So is evangelism. Neither progress nor decline is guaranteed by some internal logic of society. Logic is what people use to interpret and then change society. There is no such thing as social logic. Yeah, I think I agree with most of those statements. And, you know, he talks about changing minds is what education is all about. Unfortunately, our education system has been infiltrated by a bunch of leftist socialists. What do you do? So, hey, um, <coughs> we have our guest in the studio with us, Derek Scott, today. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Uh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> crappy, actually. It was not a good way, not a good day coming here, that's for sure. Yeah, there were some crashes on the highway. Yeah, that's what and, then, said. and then I get in an accident. And you got in an accident? Yeah. What happened? So I got in an accident with the road. <laughs> with the road? It got, uh, it got well, in the Well, the wall. The wall, really. <laughs> because this, this, I can't say bad words, but this very not nice person. Not nice person. I like that. 
I was keeping my distance, but he had slammed on his brakes all of a sudden. So I slammed on mine. And you know how they recently repaved the I-40 from I-25? Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I, it just, it, my wheels locked up and I started spinning. And thank God I wasn't going too fast. But the wheels locked up, I spinned and hit the wall. So that was fun. And then I had to like maneuver myself back around and like some ladies on the phone and stuff but i didn't hit anybody i just hit the wall and what about your cars oh it's fine it's i was driving the the truck today so it's just got a lot of scrape marks on the the front and a little bit of impact but that bumper's already really bad already (laughs) so it's like what's another day what's another dead in it (laughs) (laughs) um i got a comment i think it's from my mom on rumble um yeah, mom. I think the sound problem is on your end because we're definitely we definitely have sound. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's not good. I just double checked that while you were talking, Derek. You know, uh, talking about sound. Last week, when we were doing the show, um, we what we do is when we live stream the show on Friday, I also simultaneously record the show. And then after that, I take the audio files, upload them to the radio station, and the radio station plays the show on Saturday. Right. Well, those that listen to the show on the radio station on Saturday last week, I want to apologize for the quality of the sound. And the reason <laughs> the sound was not normal, not nearly as good as usual is because right after we finished our show last week... Uh, my production computer just completely melted down, and I lost every single bit of data on it, including the shows I just the uh, things so I had just recorded. So what you heard on the radio station last week was what I pulled off of Rumble, and and the you know the bit rate was about fifty percent of normal. Ugh. So anyway, well, we, and it's compressed and then uncompressed. And yes. Yeah. 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 So Neil's to say. To use a term that I've heard, I built back better, and that is not going to happen again. <laughs> At least somebody built back better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, well, Dar- I don't know if you heard that the employment numbers, you know, are kind of stagnant. But I, I truly believe we're going to go into a recession next year. But I think, and I believe that the recession is going to be an employment recession because yeah, you, you do have a lot of older people that are retiring, and you do have a lot of younger people that want to work. I know I see it in my son's generation and my son and daughter, they're just about 18. They're getting ready. My daughter's getting ready to leave high school. And I think in a couple of years, you know, they're going to have a chance at way better jobs than I had a chance at. Yeah. Because my dad, I love my dad, but he didn't retire. He went into contract work or something else. Right. And so, Really, those positions never opened up for somebody in my ex generation or yeah. even the millennial. Yeah. And so I, I truly believe you're going to see an employment recession, honestly. So, just to comment on some of the things you were talking about, about the nation and stuff, and how you were saying about the Aztecs empire and how empires rise and fall. I, I I worry that we're not going to fall like we should. I'm worried we're going to limp. You know well, what I mean? And it's just going to be just enough to keep us limping along that, you, like you said, nobody's going to change. They're not going to change uh, their ways. They're not going to be evangelized or evangelized by another mm-hmm. idealism or whatever. I'm worried that it won't change. Like, yeah, let's say we get Trump. Great. But what's going to happen is he'll fix some things, right? Not everything, but some things that'll make the economy better and will limp along, right? And not get a true transformation in our government and in our style of governance. You know what I mean? Well, not only that, Derek, but these people, I mean, I mentioned this. They've now got 80, 80 charges against Oh, I Trump. know. Yeah. Now, I'm not even, you know, a lot of these other radio shows I've been listening to, because I listen to a lot of other radio shows, too, are talking about these constant indictments. I really don't care about the indictments anymore. I really don't, because they're they're all nonsense. It's distraction. It's distraction. Yeah. And what they Well, it's are, distraction from... Biden's own crimes. It is. It's distraction from his own crimes. Don't, and, and you know what's funny? The far left is finally waking up and saying, 
wait a second, this just doesn't seem right. Because every time something comes out about Biden, the next day we wake up and he's got an indictment. Yeah, they're and attacking then Trump. Every yeah. time Biden's yeah. little sonny gets in trouble, mm-hmm. Trump is charged with exactly <laughs> yeah. what they're charging towards him. Do you see what I'm getting at? They're trying to make a tit for tat scenario here. Yeah. yeah. And the Democrats think it's going to work, right? They think everybody's just going to buy it and their far left is going to buy it. But their far left is a monster that they don't realize they've unleashed. Well, what they're doing is they're every time they do this, they're generating they they're turning Trump into more of martyrs. Martyrs. Yeah. More of a martyr. And what happens and with people, martyrs? People love martyrs. Right. People love especially in this country. And they love yes. underdogs. Underdogs and, and martyrs. Again, it puts Trump and, and and I'll tell you, there's far left people even in their own their own uh polling that is saying that he's even. And that's in the far left looking polls. Yes. Okay. He's even. That means he's got how much of the left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you said, he's a martyr. He's an underdog. He really isn't an underdog if you think about it. The guy's pretty well off. He is. You know, but in a political ideology, he's an underdog. So it makes him that much more. And, and the economy is good. And you can see the difference. And people can see the difference in the pricing. They can see the difference in, in the gas prices. They can see the difference. So you, you add all those up. And that's why your polls are where they're at. And now people are crying the alarm saying, uh-oh. Yeah, so you can't, you can't bring enough people into this country to change the vote now. Well, you know, do you think they're actually going to let him win this time? Are they going to actually let him I don't take- know. You know, yeah. again, that's going to be what happens. Now, we know they can't cheat. That's why they're trying to use the indictment. See, right. what I think they're trying to do, and this this is the my- cheating. The cheating thing, we've pretty much put... put A, a lot of states have changed uh, we, the we, laws. We've changed things. We're on right. to the cheating thing. Yeah. We're, on to, we're on to how they cheated in yep. the 2020 election. And so everybody looks for and it. And so now they got to come up with something else. Mm-hmm. So now It was a nuclear bomb. you got to understand, yes. that was a political nuclear bomb. You can only drop it once. Once you drop it, everybody's going to see it. And the fallout, as we like mm-hmm. to call it, right, comes afterwards right so you can't predict once you do such a major cheating you can't predict fallout and let's say they cheated or didn't cheat or let's say they skirted and this is the way i see it they didn't technically cheat they skirted the law right up to the line Mm -hmm. they collected votes even though it was somewhat illegal no state enforced that okay and it's something that, you know, I said to the Republican Party, it's like, you know, guys, don't be afraid to, to collect votes. That's what they're doing anyway. So yeah. we need to harvest, we need to harvest, harvest, harvest votes. Yes, you know, it's funny that do. Trump, when he first started his presidential campaign, he said he's going to do that in every state he's allowed yeah. to. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, I kind of head hand a face there for me because I was saying this years ago, you know, because I could see the writing on the wall before 2020. And I'm begging the Republican Party here in our state and around to change the way they do it. Derek, hold that yes, thought. Just There's saw. a lot more to talk about on that in the next segment. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. And we got our guest Derek Scott in the studio with us today. It's going to be a really good show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. 
Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with guest Derek Scott today. Hello. Hey, Derek. Hey, Stella. Hi. Hi, everybody. So um, you want to call in and join the conversation? Our phone number, if you're watching us live, is 505-444-5059. We'd love to hear from you. Call in, join the conversation. And uh, give us some comments on what we've been talking about. We'd love to hear that. And if you want to email us your questions and comments, you can email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. Hey, did you guys watch the uh, the latest installment of Tucker Carlson? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He actually uh, got the interview with Devin Archer. Yeah, Devin Archer. Yep. Yeah. And, um, you know. <laughs> well, and he leaked out also the, the interview with the... Uh, the chief of police. So the chief, the district, district of Columbia chief of police. Yeah, and he had a lot of interesting things to say, also. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, now I missed that part. Oh, okay. Okay, you want to talk about it? Well, yeah. So the okay. district of Columbia police, he constantly said he wanted to be interviewed for the J six crap, right? Okay, right. So he constantly wanted to be interviewed. He constantly said, "No, I know what's going on. I know what's how the intelligence broke down," and they wouldn't they wouldn't let him come in. He begged them to be able to speak at that trial thing. Right. This uh, trumped up crop. <laughs> to, to use, trumped to, up, yeah. To, to use that word. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the word we use, right? Um, but yeah, so he, he also uh, had written a book. The book is out about this. I can't remember the book and I wrote it down and now I forgot it, of course. 
like I say, getting rattled this morning <laughs> wasn't fun. It's but the, uh, it's the CRS that you get when you're getting older. Yeah, right. Can't remember. <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> X, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he. Anyways, it, it's out there. You could probably find it, and if you search it, I wouldn't doubt. But yeah. but like he wrote a book about all this, and he's definitely scathing about you know Nancy Pelosi and everybody else, and and how he was not. So he said he waited 71 minutes for them to approve the National Guard. Okay. So he'd been begging and begging because his officers have been saying, look, we don't have enough people here. We're getting inundated and we don't know what to do. And so he's begging for backup from any agency. Yeah. And, and nobody would do anything for 71 minutes. And he says, you know, he said he he doesn't believe in conspiracies. He's like me, a, a cop who understands that, you know, conspiracies are a hard thing to put together. And, and sometimes when you go down the evidence and you start interviewing people in an investigation, you find there's not as much of a conspiracy as it is a personal grudge or yeah. some other issue, right? Um, especially when it comes to murder, right? Yeah. You know, it's usually somebody they know. Um, serial killers are a little different, but most murders, you know, whittle down to somebody they knew, right? Well, usually, yeah. yeah. Usually that that is where, that is where the motive comes from, right? You know, it's like, exactly. You know, you hear about the term crimes of passion, right? That sort of thing. You know, it's like. Uh, heck, I've been in relationships in my life in which I'm glad they're over, but you know, <laughs> the the tension got so strong. Uh, it's like you, you really feel an enormous amount of anger towards that person. And some people stay in that relationship yes. and they keep staying in it and until they, eventually until somebody snap. gets killed or yeah. beaten up or yep. something. Yep. Yeah, it happens. happens all the time. Happens all the time. And, and you're and right. You know, most crimes against people are not random. Usually they're committed by somebody you know. Right. And and Kenda, uh, Joe Kenda, he, I follow his career. I used to when I was younger, but... Um, Joe Kendip always puts it out as there's like three to four things that usually drive murder, right? It's money, right? It's drugs, or it's some type of love triangle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or adultery or something. And then the fourth one usually is kind of like either serial or unknowns, you know, that surprise you, mm-hmm. right? But usually the three always apply. It's always some type of relationship issue. It's always some type of drug issue or money issue. You know, majority of them, you could probably say about 90% of murders is that way. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so well, anyway, no. so what I was going to get yeah, at is no, he said he doesn't believe in conspiracies. So but I think there he, really are but, conspiracies. But he believes this is a conspiracy and they conspire to let this happen exactly the way mm-hmm. it happened. So as to try to trap Trump into something. And he said this to Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And, and to to try to you know make something uh, of insurrection right to get him on that thing so that he cannot be reelected that's why they're tra- that's why they all of a sudden they're charging him now after how long has the investigation brought up nothing but the fact that the FBI didn't do their job and put in their own men there that didn't do their job yeah and now they're finally charging which doesn't matter but they're now finally charging one of the guys who was inciting the riot the, the actual guy that was inciting it was an FBI agent, mm-hmm. okay? And they finally are charging him, but that's just, he's going to get off. You know, he's not going to get any time. He's just, they're probably going to give him great retirement package and everything, and off he goes, right? Epstein, or not Epstein. Uh, Ray Epps? Ray Epps. Oh, they're finally going after that guy? Oh, yeah, they charged him. Okay. Yeah, they charged him with, with uh, inciting a riot. Okay. But... He was working with the FBI. He was working with the FBI, and he's a prior law enforcement agent, come to find out. And we're going to get more because it's public knowledge. I I don't think— The the video evidence against that guy is overwhelming. And they denied it all along. I guess they can't avoid it now that, in fact, he he was working for them. But, well, see, the uh, reason—a lot of people believe the reason they're charging him is so they can charge Trump. Yeah. They have to charge him to charge Trump. But you see, know. it seems like to me that in order to connect, they'd have to connect him to Trump, right? You know, like which the, they might, you, the, know, you know, they the, might have set Trump up. Who knows? Well, the story that they're putting out right now is they're trying to put it out there that Trump 
plotted this all. Right. He pl- that's the words they're using. They pl- he, but it, he it's plotted gonna, to overthrow the You know they, the they also put the lawyers that he had in the so that's is this is lawyers that worked for the Department of Department of Justice. Okay. Got to understand they're they're actually going against their own now. Because in this charge with Trump they're also going after the lawyers because he had spoken to the lawyers. What should we do? How should we handle this? What is the proper legal way to deal with this? Remember, he Trump always had some lawyers with him on a lot of things he did because they knew he knew that they were going to try to get him anyway. Yeah, yeah. So he always had a lawyer in the office, right? And but they're they're actually charging the lawyers too as co-conspirators. Okay, that's not been on the major media, and I don't understand why. Well, you know, we've heard about them going after lawyers now for years, where they go in, they raid their offices. Yeah. What, whatever happened, I, I guess. Lawyers are not I, supposed to be treated that I, no, way, they because are not. otherwise well, the justice system well, doesn't work. Well, it, it violates the, the uh, attorney-client attorney privilege. privilege. But apparently attorney-client privilege Which is, doesn't exist anymore. You know, so they're... What has to happen, and this is what hasn't happened, is no lawyer has brought it to the Supreme Court. If it was brought to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court can reaffirm it, because it hasn't been reaffirmed in a long time, and that's what they're playing on, that nobody fights it. Nobody takes it to the Supreme Court. Nobody wants to go through that long drive, right? But why do you think it is? I mean, you think somebody would do it just to be the first person that cracked... You know, well, do you understand? Well, somebody, like somebody needs to because yeah, yeah but the, the whole attorney, money. the whole attorney-client privilege right, right now has completely been destroyed. Well, understand the Supreme Court even lately has reaffirmed this, mind you. Okay, in in briefs, right down to the the lower courts. Okay, but it doesn't. It only affects the courts. It doesn't affect law enforcement. It doesn't affect the State Department. It doesn't affect the Justice Department, right? They can advise the Justice Department on how their treatment of other lawyers are, but that's it. I mean, that doesn't mean that they can just ignore it, right, until they're brought into court. And that's what I'm saying. The reason I think lawyers aren't doing it is because of it can take 10 to 20 years sometimes. That's Well, 10 years usually is the longest to get to the Supreme Court. And on top of that, it could cost hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars to get to the Supreme Court, right? So you're investing your own money to get the Supreme Court to fight the Justice Department, which, remember, you're fighting the government, which is really hard. They can hurt you in other ways, right? And that's, but see, that's the, that's what people don't understand and why people I hope can wake up to is that the reason they're weaponizing the Justice Department is to scare everybody into compliance. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Is so that people go, well, I don't want to go against the Justice Department. I'm going to get, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose that. Like you said, that comfortability. Nobody wants to lose that comfortability. Well, not only that, Derek, but the stuff that they've been doing. I, I'm surprised anybody would be brave enough to run for president again on the, in the Republican Party. I mean, because Trump is simply the target right now because he's the obvious. Yeah, he's the front obvious. runner. But okay? if he wasn't, but it if would he be, wasn't, it'd be somebody it'd else. Be Marco, it would be. Uh, DeSantis. DeSantis. They'd be going yeah. after DeSantis, DeSantis with a vengeance. Yeah. They would be going after DeSantis and completely destroying his life. I mean, this Well, and remember, thing- that's why Trump says what he says, that he's doing this for he's everyone. Just, he's just standing in the way. Because, well, he's not standing in the he's way. He's standing in the way of he's them. He's intentionally yes. standing in yes. the way. That, understand that he says it this way, too, that he had intentionally kind of taken that fall because he's got the money and the resources to do it. Nobody... That it would run for president under behind him would have the money or the resources to fight something like this. Yeah. Or the cojones. Or the ha- or yeah. Or have the balls to do it. Right. Yeah. 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 I heard somebody joking the other day that the the only um, politicians uh, with cojones in Congress are the ones that weren't born with cojones. <laughs> you know, like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. I mean, well, they, no, that's not true, because look at the one who's, who's but going after uh, Biden's son. Uh, what's his name? Comer. Man? Yeah, Comer. Yeah. You got Comer. You also got the guy who's running the Justice Department who's had to fight uh, AOC and her crap. Uh, what's his name? He's Because he's the chair now. Remember, Nader got thrown away yeah. because he's the chair now because they have the majority. And so 
how many times have you seen? He's always in the the middle. I can't think of his name. Oh, Gosh, I'm uh, terrible about this because he's got a lot of balls too. Yeah, and he's the one pushing this along, saying, "No, we're going to get to the bottom of this. I don't care where it goes." We're going to get to it. And, of course, we're seeing where it goes. It goes to the direct to the president, and Tucker Carlson has all had... And that's what we're going to get to, is that yeah. Tucker Carlson... Because we were talking about the, the police chief. But, yeah, Tucker Carlson interviewed the, uh, the guy who testified just the other day. What's his name again? <laughs> oh, Devin Archer. Devin Archer. Yes, Devin Archer. And yeah. he's got the proof of... Vice President Biden, and he's got the the letter that shows that Vice President Biden wrote to Devin Archer saying, "Hey, sorry we missed you. I really want you to get in business with us." And there, you there's, know, there's evidence of that's direct of, evidence of Joe it's Biden a massive lie getting on these phone calls while Hunter's in these board meetings. It's like and yeah, because I, I remember the that, news has been trying to spin it as. You know, like oh, we're just talking. About we're just the talking weather. about the weather. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I'm in the mo- yeah. You're I'm in hun- the middle of a business meeting. Yeah, yeah the weather yeah. looks great. Yeah, you're Hunter Biden, and it's like, oh, oh, hold on, I got to get on the phone with my dad and get a weather report. It's like, come on, people, come on, really, it's, you got to be kidding well, me. I think even people on the left aren't buying that, and that's why I said, like, they're scared. They're they're finally realizing if the points are where they're really at, which is way higher, they can't cheat. No. If it's where it's at right now or in the future, it would be impossible to cheat, even with the illegals in here. Well, if you had a secretary of state like we do, it would be easy to but cheat. But New Mexico doesn't matter, unfortunately, in the electoral. <laughs> yeah, See, that's because, the bummer part. You know, they, they did, when's the we last, wrote ourselves When's out. the last time New Mexico ever voted for a Republican president? Uh, I don't even know. It was Bush. Was it In really? 2004. Okay. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Okay, I think you made a point I was actually thinking about in which we're on to the cheating. Okay, we know how they cheat. Right. And we're either going to various different states around the country are saying, uh, no, we're going to get rid of that. And because, a lot of counties because, have changed, yeah, too. And they're changing these things on a state-by-state state and a local level. Yep. Yep. And But the thing is, is they know that we're on to the cheating. Yep. Okay, even though they'll never admit it. But what they're doing to Trump is, I said this a little while ago, is they're going to keep bringing more indictments. They're going to pre- keep bringing more charges. And I heard it's some, so that if he I, becomes president, he has no really way to be president because he'll be always dumbed down by these indictments. Well, yeah, and it's not only that. They're, but they're, they're hedging gonna, their bet in a different direction. They're going to keep him so busy with right. indictments and charges yeah. throughout the entire... I mean, it's clearly election interference. Right. If the, if we were doing this to a Democrat politician... Oh, it would be... Uh, the, oh, my God, the liberals dude, would be the, just the all... the FBI all, would bust it all up. Uh, they, would yeah. be, they would end it, like, right away. Right. But here's the thing, is they're going to keep adding the charges, they're going to keep adding the indictments, they're going to keep... Uh, Trying to keep him distracted, I don't. I don't know if they really, really think that these charges and indictments are going to benefit them in some way in keeping people from voting for Trump because the polls are obvious that it's pushing it in the other direction. Right. I think these people are just caught up in so much seething hatred. They hate Donald Trump well, so I think much it, that they cannot adds, help themselves, well, even if about, it's hurting them. So I've had I've had a lot of time to think about this and talk to other people about this and and ask their opinion, but. When you, when you think about it, you would ask, what's the plan, right? So you would ask, okay, a Democrat, or you look into the Democrat's eyes and say, what's your plan to win this? And I think there's a, a, there could be a twofold thing here. I think one is if you, you got to look at, okay, so let's look at the behind the scenes for a second, right? So let's look at Hunter Biden and his deal, his sweetheart deal. That sweetheart deal, when it finally got released, thank God that you know, I got to thank that judge for doing her job. And good on her for sticking to her guns yeah, and saying, sure. this is not acceptable. And and you screwing around with the with the brief that came from the Justice, the, the Justice Committee um, of the House 
is not acceptable. So, and I think she is going to make charges against the defense lawyers and maybe even the DA's office because she's going to probably charge them to push them to actually have to prosecute this. And a judge can do that. She can say, you're going to prosecute it. I don't care. You're going to take it all the way. Right. She can demand that. Um, that's why deals go in front of judges. <laughs> um, so, but, but look at, when you look at the documentation, you realize that that was written so that the Biden family would not be charged with anything by the Justice Department, meaning they knew that a Republican will win, okay, and that that Republican will probably direct the Justice Department to look into what's going really on with the Biden family. So understand that this deal was set up so that this judge would have to supersede it. And that's why she didn't like it. She's like, this is this deal has never been made in history. Okay, yeah. she said. And she said, how is it that I'm supposed to review this, but then not have any power over it? You know, she was really confused about that. And yeah. so were a lot of people. Intel, and it was funny, I was watching a video, but in the but when I was looking at all this, and it was funny, the next day, a uh, guy I watched, who's a lawyer who discusses this, he said the same thing I did. He They did it because they knew Trump will win, and they knew that he would direct the Justice Department to look into this so that this would be a way that the Justice Department could not proceed without a judge saying yes or no. So meaning to hedge their bet that they knew that a Republican could win and that they needed protection for their family. Well, and that's they, what it was. Didn't they actually even refuse to answer questions? Like she directed a question towards them and say, well... Yeah, they refused. Yeah, they didn't yeah, want to answer. Didn't wanna, no. they didn't want to answer. We don't have to. It's yeah. like, when do you refuse a question by a judge? I <laughs> it's mean, very, I've never it's not, heard of anything it's, like that. It's never that. happened. Well, why do you it's think like, she cut the you know, deal? I, I, You know, I've... The times I've been to court for, I can't imagine saying no to the judge or no, I'm not going to answer well, that question. Well, because you can be put and in it's contempt. Like, they're going to say, "Excuse me, um, either you're going to answer that question, or I'm going to have you taken to jail yeah, right now." You can be it's thrown like, in jail. How do these people get away with this? Well, yeah, good question. But she is saying she's going to discipline, and I think it will happen. I think she will prosecute the the, the defense attorneys. Because what they did was illegal and unethical, and I think they should lose their license. But yeah. I also think that she should demand from the Justice Department all new lawyers, yeah, a whole new, no, whole new set. And how do you, how do you get a fair trial with this corrupt? corrupt justice department i mean it's obviously obviously somebody's pulling the strings right. the democrat party uh well what's you what's know, worse and they're running the justice department how do you get a fair trial this is as we like i told you about the the you know look at the the bills that are being passed look at the name and then think the opposite remember i was yeah, telling you yeah, that yeah. radio shows ago oh yeah and then so look at it this way what do they always do when it comes to Trump, they charge him with the things that they're doing because Biden right now is illegally directing the Justice Department to go against foes, okay, to go against anybody that speaks against him. He is a despot, mm-hmm. as we call him. Yes. Right? He is using the government in a way that he is should, should not and, and the way our government's set up could not be allowed. Unless these other departments allow it. I think there is some agencies that don't like what's going on. I do believe that. And I think that, I think the CIA is one of them that's a little nervous, okay? Because there's a lot of people in the CIA that I think lean more conservative than you think, right? Mm, Okay. Because they have to be in the front lines more, they see more. So, you know, you might come in as a liberal, but you might come out as a conservative. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, Okay. Um, Well, anyways, I've seen that what the CIA does is either say, I'm not, I'm putting my hands up because technically I can't even work in the United States. Right. And then second, when they give the intelligence, they have given honest intelligence of saying it's a lab leak. Mm -hmm. Even though that's not what Biden wanted. He even directed the director to not give him that. And the director's like, well, okay, how can I get around this and still say lab leak, which you see when they announce it. So I think there is some agencies that are like, we're nervous, right? Because they could be all fired, right? Because if a new president comes in, he can fire them all. Yeah. The whole executive, everything in the executive branch, every agency can be fired. Drain that swamp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They could do it. And I think so. I, you know, if I was, 
I would definitely hedge my bet a little bit, especially if you know Biden's senile and you can see it. I would really be concerned right now because you could run yourself into a wall, right? You can you could take Biden's side 100%, do everything, and then if a new president comes in, Trump or anybody else, you know, anybody they think even Kennedy, right? Well, Which, I think you're onto something there, Derek, because I think that as the polls, some Democrats. as the polls change, and it's becoming more and more obvious right. that Biden is going to lose in the next election. Yep. These people's attitudes towards it's all changing. of this—it's like, hmm, you know, because people want to go with the winner, and right. it's like, oh, who's going to be the winner here? Do I want to come out on 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 the good side of the winner right. when all of this dust settles? So they have I, to I start hedging their bet. I wouldn't doubt yeah. they're holding on to evidence against Biden. I wouldn't doubt that they're ready, you know, probably writing up reports in their own thing, holding on to it, say, I got the evidence, you know, and you're, look, how do we know? We already have whistleblowers. Right. They're already starting to come out. We already have whistleblowers that have come out first with the IRS. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the IRS definitely is nervous. People within the nervous. Yeah. And the FBI agents. Yeah. Right. And yes, the FBI threatened them and stuff, but they didn't hurt them. Right. They could have. Yes. Right. No, I, we would have known by now, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, if you really wanted them dead or hurt or really, they would have never testified. Like, the one guy that is really involved that's out in Israel right now, who, well, I think that's where he was, was Israel, because Israel, I think, would hold on to somebody like that uh, as, a, as a card against the United States, um, who was testifying and, you know, they're they're charging him with gun charges and that he's a gun runner and all this other crap, right? But but none of his history is that. I mean, he is was a CIA uh, intelligence uh, contractor and stuff like that, and it all tracks. But, he, you know, he's definitely, I think, the key to all this. I really do. But if they, don't, if they can't get him to testify, you can't charge anything. So... That's what they're trying to do is they don't want the Repu- the Democrats don't want the Republicans to actually do the same thing they did to Trump, which is charge him with a crime. But see, the difference is with Trump, there was no crime. Right. It was all just BS. Right. It was all just fake. With Biden, it would be real. And whether or not they succeed at, let's say, impeaching him doesn't mean that he can't be charged by the FBI or any other agency after that. So once they do it, and let's say they don't succeed, doesn't mean a DA from any state could start the processes. Well, here's something I heard somebody mention the other day about all of these charges and all these indictments. It's like what we're, you know, apparently Trump at this point has committed 80 different crimes. It's you impossible. <laughs> it's like, what? It's, just, it's, it's like, just impossible. You know, what criminal in history has ever committed 80 crimes? But, it, but anyway, so the the idea here and this makes sense okay let's say for instance you're on a jury okay yeah. you have some criminal that's been brought in there and they got 80 charges brought against them what's the first thing that goes to your through your head the first thing that's going to go through your head is they must be guilty of something Yes. Right. Right. And see, that's, that's why they're dump, that's dumping the, on him. That's yeah. the idea. Well, they're throwing. They're just covering the, the wall is, with mud. But the and they're thinking is, some little well, hold on. shred of mud's going to stick. But based on jurisprudence, yeah. Okay. They can't say that. So each one is a different trial. Mm-hmm. Okay. And each trial has a different jury. Okay. So you're going to have the D.C. That's the one that's really going to screw them. Oh, yeah. Okay. The other ones, though, are Florida and New York. New York, maybe. But the New York one seems to have flittered away, right? The one that's really major is the documents one. And I'll tell you, I think you have an honest chance on the documents, but you're not going to win because you're going to get a Florida jury. Yeah. So the Florida jury is going to say, acquit. Yeah. Okay, so Trump on the documents thing, he's done. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But on this on this J6 thing, if he got a bad judge, he's screwed. They will use that one against him. The thing is is yes, there's stuff they could do legally to try to say, look, I'm not going to get a fair trial, but here guess who gets to decide that? It's the judge. The same judge that hates him. So you can't, uh, like in regular courts, disqualify a judge because no. You don't see trust the judge. See this. What's so always been so screwed up by this is the judge gets to decide 
whether they have an issue, i.e. some type of, you know, intervening issue, like they know the son of the person or whatever. They get to decide that, not the higher courts. What you could do, though, and and I think they should, they they really need to go to the Supreme Court. They need to immediately ask for emergency recompense or go for an emergency appeal of, you know... But the thing is, is here's the funny thing, is the DA himself can be impeached on that. It can, can be charged. He's violating the law. He is violating the DA that's charging him right now with the J6 thing, is violating jurisprudence and the law, so he can be charged and have a grand jury against him. All right, Derek, that's the end of the first hour. Yep. That 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 was a really good that was a really good take on that. Um all right, we're going to wrap that conversation up in the second hour. And then I want to talk about, um, you hear about suspicious activity reports. And then there's also the thing with banks canceling customers. That's that's starting to happen more and more. Is that the beginning of a social credit score system? I don't know. Anyway, don't go anywhere. You listen to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We'll be right back for hour two.